Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Ten metres short of halfway. Beautiful little offload and it's white and on the burst. Well, he got a pass away. It went through the hands. And now it's Timoko down the sideline. Tries to fend off Munster. Does so. Did he get it down? He might have dropped it, but I think he scored. Yes, he has. Play down the right-hand side. Look out because here comes Xavier Coates. Gets the storm on the board and it's all level. Melbourne 4, Canberra 4, kick to come for the home side. Good defence by the Raiders, but here goes Grant. Turns it on the inside to Munster. On to Hughes, a chip kick. There's Xavier Coates again. Play down the right attacking edge for the Storm. And here comes Sebi, passes it in to Munster, who finds his winger. Can Coates get a triple? Yes! Great try, great try. Drifting across, a little left foot stab. Goes behind Munster, and look who's got it. It's Hudson Young. He loves a try. He's got another. And Hudson Young brings it level for the Raiders. It's 20-all. Whiten brings it out. A little touch on it. Hit on the head of Sebastian Chris. And Rapina will get it down. It's a head-on. That's a, that's, a, that's a try assist. It's a tap on to a head on <laughs> to a try for Jordan Rapiner and a six point lead for the Raiders with a kick to come from the sideline. So that's the perfect finale for the Canberra Raiders. They'll count the clock down. It's the end of an era for so many ways at the Melbourne Storm. But the Raiders power on into week two of the finals 28 points to 20. They're beating the storm at home. Yeah, there it was. The Raiders uh, upsetting the Melbourne Storm. I think they were over $3 going into that game, the Raiders. One of the heaviest outsiders of the weekend. Uh, They now will play the Parramatta Eels here in Sydney. How do we fancy their chances against the Eels? I think they match up really well against the Parramatta Eels. And the reason I say that is because of their forward pack. I really see that as their weapon, the Canberra Raiders. Like, they're big, aggressive... And one thing that they do really well against structured defence is they're at, they've got an ability to, to get offloads away. Agile, yeah. And so they get in between defenders and they get their arms free. So yesterday in the first half, they had eight offloads against the Storm. And what it did, it broke up that Storm structured defence. And instead of making six tackles in a set, you're actually making seven or eight tackles. Yeah. I think they have the game to, um, to match it physically with the Parramatta Eels. And I think it's a really good matchup. I think uh, the, both styles um, will make for a really fascinating game. We spoke uh, Joe Tapanay. Um, one player that I've been really impressed with in this back uh, half of the season, uh, Hudson Young. He scored a try again yesterday. He just seems to pop up uh, around the try line all the time, a bit like Jeremiah Nenai from the Cowboys. He can't be far off an Australian jersey. 
I think um, it was spoken about um, over the last couple of weeks. You know, he he's a smoky for the Australian um, World Cup squad. And, look, he plays on that left-hand side as an edge-back row for the Canberra Raiders. And I think he scored – that was his 14th try yesterday. Oh. And you spoke about Jeremiah Nene. A lot of the tries from Hudson Young, he, he, he's got an uncanny knack of getting a try from a kick. Yeah. And he did it again yesterday. He almost, like, stole the ball out of Cameron Munster's arms there for, for that try. And that was a really uh, decisive try in the context of the game. But I love his toughness. He, he's a former Newcastle Knights junior, so they would be uh, quite disappointed that they, uh, they missed out on him. Yeah. Um, but he's been super consistent. So him and Elliot Whitehead on their edges, like I, we've spoken about the two big front rowers, yep. Lee and Tarpany, but Whitehead and Young, aggressive, abrasive players um, who, who um, yeah, who do a great job on the edges there. And that's why I think their team or their forward pack match up really well against the Power Matters. Yeah. Well, that forward battle next weekend is going to be one to look out for. Let's hear what Ricky Stewart had to say about the expectations he's got on the team for next week. Respectfully, it doesn't matter now because going into next week's game, no one expects us to win. So, you know, it, it's easy for us. Um, no one expects us to win. No one expects us to beat Parramatta at Bank West. And so we'll have a fun week of training and do our best for our prep and see how it goes. No one expects them to win. Yeah. I reckon that's about the fifth time I've heard him <laughs> say that over the last month. Uh, but he certainly doesn't look surprised when they do win. You know, they win by design. You know, looking at some of the stats uh, last night, you had, you know, Josh Papalihi, Joe Tarpany, 300 running meetings. And that's the fifth time in a row that Canberra have beaten Melbourne in Melbourne. You know, they yeah. are winning by design. So they're, they're not going into games going, oh, we're not expecting, let's just stuff around <laughs> and have a fun week. You yeah. know, Ricky has a game plan, and he'll know exactly what that game plan is. And then Seebs has alluded to it, how they will, you know, effectively change the way they play football coming against Parramatta because their game will be far better suited against them, potentially, than it was against the Storm. So, yeah. Uh, there was yeah. a, a stark contrast uh, in press conferences yesterday. Let's see what Craig Bellamy had to say after the Storm's loss. Uh, we've let too many points in. You can't win semi-finals or finals games, letting the opposition score 28. And they scored a couple of soft ones too. You know, ones that you know the last couple of weeks we've been defending well, and then a couple in the first half, um, yeah, they were soft as butter. So that that was a disappointing thing. Yeah, you know, I thought. At stages we defend the world, but again, you know, you just can't. <laughs> I, just can't I don't know where that, those tries actually come from. And how our, how our defence, you know, led us down for that, like that. So, like I say, it's disappointing. Um, it has been a, a hard year. It's been a long year, um, you know, with the injuries that we've had and. Um, obviously, a few other things happening. So I thought, you know, the guys did a you know, good job to, to finish where we finished. But, you know, um, just to go out in that performance, especially defensively, was, uh, you know, disappointing. Yeah, off the back of that, let's do a little Storm uh, review uh, for season 2022. They've got a heap of losses for next year. So that was the last game that Jesse and Kenny Bromwich will play for the Storm. Felice Kafusi done and Brendan Smith done. Um, how would you rate their season as a whole, Seebs? Yeah, they'll be disappointed um, because they're a top four side. Now, Belliak alluded to um, the injuries, and they, they've had a casualty ward probably bigger than, than anyone, particularly in key positions. Like Ryan Pappenhausen, yeah. he's like, we know what he can do. He's an outstanding player. 
and he's essentially been missing for the entire season. Jerome Hughes, Cameron Munster have all had times uh, off the park, and it's been a big workload for Harry Grant. Like he's played um, Origins in season, um, all three Origins in season for the first time in his career as well. So they looked a little bit fatigued um, at different times throughout the year, but they sort of had a spike. Um, a couple of weeks before the end of the season, I thought, you know, they were going to you know, jag that sort of fourth spot and, yeah. and give themselves an opportunity. But they'll be disappointed. Um, it's the first time since 2014. They finished outside the eight, yeah. but also then lost. And then, and sorry, then, outside the four and then lost first week. Yeah, yeah. It completely out of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was fascinating. It wasn't the, the typical storm season that you'd have it no. expect. And Bellamy even said it. I remember in his press conference, I can't remember. I think it might have been against the Bunnies where they'd lost four in a row, I think, at that stage. And he said, are you convinced that you can turn it around? And he was, he was said no. I'm yeah, not, he was at I'm, a loss I'm, for answers. I'm, I'm not convinced, you yeah. know. And you've got Nofaluma in, and he made some changes. He had some big ins back in. And then they started to regain a bit of that old sort of Melbourne presence. But it just didn't seem that same. I think that aura that we've seen over the last, what, 20 years from Melbourne Storm seem to have, you know, lost and tainted. And teams genuinely now believe they could beat them. Uh, and Canberra went out and did it. While we're on the Storm, we've got a caller here, Cam from New Zealand. What do you think of the Storm uh, and this season? To be honest, I don't know. I think it's pretty disappointing, to be honest, because we they have got, you know, Grant, Hughes, Munster, even though Pappenhausen's been out, there are three quality guys in the spine. Pushing months to the fullback, that sort of, you know, plugged up the fullback role. So I think it's been pretty disappointing. Or is it that too much reliance on Pappenhausen, like Seagulls with Trebojevic? Yeah, it's a fair point. And Scott, what do you think they do next year, Cam, after losing Jesse and Kenny Bromwich, Felice Cafusi, Brandon Smith? They've nearly lost their entire starting forward pack. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough one. You would have thought that they would have kept, you know, one, at least one of those guys for a bit longer. Like, for mine, I think Brandon Smith's a pretty good lock. Like, if we had a kept him at 13, I think that would have been pretty good. I don't I don't actually know where they go from here. We're going to have to probably get some big buys off the off-season. We've obviously got Tarek Sims coming, but kind of need another big name, I suppose, because we've lost Finucane. Last season, um, yeah, it's a tough one. Christian Welsh. Yeah, that's what oh, I was going to say. Welsh is back, can yeah. give you a bit of optimism. Christian Welsh was out after after round one this season, and so was Remus Smith and also George Jennings. And, and George and Remus have, have, um, yeah, have done a, a really good job since they've come to the Melbourne Storm. And Christian Welsh, for, for me, is, is, the, is probably the most underrated forward in the competition. His effort areas were what the Melbourne Storm miss in the in the games that they weren't so tidy defensively. I'm sure you've seen this, Cam, but Christian Welsh is, is so good at putting inside pressure on ball players. He's very good at putting kick pressure on, on the, uh, you know, the halves. And he's also really good at filling the space when the ball goes away. So those three guys will almost be like new signings because they were injured essentially after round one. Uh, Tarek Sims, I think, will, will again, um, you know, he'll get that magic touch from the Melbourne Storm and I'm sure he'll play um, really aggressively like he does and, and they'll get the best out of him. But... Yeah, you're right. It, you know, they'll, they'll be disappointed. Internally, they'll be very disappointed. They have super high expectations down there. And, um, yeah, they'll be disappointed with how it turned out. There you go, Cam. It's Do not all bad news. We'll Keep your chin up. All good. Yes. Play those boys. Yeah, Give yeah, yeah. Up. All good. good Thank you, you, Cam. Cam. Uh, so now, as we look ahead for this Parramatta and Canberra game, uh, Parramatta are going to be sweating on the fitness of Mitchell Moses. That was a pretty bad knockout. He copped the knee of kick out. 
Um, what is, he, what if, is the what's the protocols with the with the? It was a grade one. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the grading was, but essentially what happens is the first 48 hours they essentially can only do light, what they call light activity. So light activity is like walking. It's yep. like just going for a walk. That, that's, yeah. the, that's the very first thing you do in a return to play um, protocol. Then what happens is um, at day three, then they'll put the players onto like, um, obviously with some cognitive testing, but they'll put the players onto like a, a running machine. So it's again, it goes from light activity, a light exercise, and it's and it's almost like a graded return. Right. So yeah. as each day, um, you have to tick off another um, type of physical activity, along with, as I said, the cognitive tests that the players do. And that's why if it's shorter than a, than a seven-day turnaround, then, then I wouldn't expect Mitchell Moses to play. Uh, they played on Friday night, so they'll probably at least have a seven-day turnaround yeah. to Friday night, maybe eight, depending on when their game is. Um, so he may be a chance, depending on the severity of the concussion, but um, that's what they do. And, that, and that's why you'll see players, if there's a five-day or six-day turnaround in season, they won't play because yep. you don't have enough time to fulfil the return-to-play protocols. Can I ask you there, Steve, as a coach, and a lot gets said about players, and you saw uh, Victor Radley's, I mean, that was horrific to watch. How much say does a coach have in that situation in return to play or do you completely leave that to the medicos and the player to to make that decision and they hand it to you and then you that is it as black and white as that or is there a um i'm going to leave this up to you victor to make a decision or is it a sort of a combination of all three things it's essentially black and white sock yep. like as a coach um obviously at the forefront of your mind is the well-being of the player right so yep. Um, you, you know, you, you, in my experiences when I was coaching South and Brisbane, I would just step, you know, obviously look after the player, but step away and be guided by the medical staff because the last thing you want to do is, is put a player at risk, right? And, and you guys are both um, athletes. You, you, you know, you, your coaches need to ensure that the well-being comes first of, of, um, of the athlete itself. And I think, it, you know, sometimes they're, they're um, one-off situations, sometimes yep. they're repeated. Yep. And so when they're repeated situations, the actual return to play process can be extended. Sure. In rugby union, I'm working for England rugby at the moment, and there's automatic stand down of, of um, 12 days. Yep. Oof. So he'd be gone so in you, union. So you, miss, so you miss a game, um, you know, in international rugby at the moment. And, um, do, you and think, do you think that may carry over? I mean, we don't want to talk about Headlocks forever because there's interesting football going on. But do you think those protocols are right in rugby union? And do you think you'll see some of those things uh, coming into rugby league in regards to head knocks and, and length and severity and sort of mandatory sentencing with head knocks yeah. that, that, by, that done by an independent doctor? Yeah, I, I, th I think you'll see that time frame um, of seven days potentially extended out. It's just amazing how seven days turns into potentially the next round of football. You know, yes. It's almost like, yeah. 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 When's I, the next football go? Oh, it's five days now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, think, I think that'll be something that um, is looked at really closely um, over the next 12 to 24 months. Yep. And the other thing is, you know, from a... So number one's well-being, but number two is protecting the, the sport or the code itself. Like, there's legislation, um, um, you know, issues, and, and there's actually legal battles in the UK at the moment. Yeah. A number of rugby league and rugby union players are taking their sports to, to court yep. over... Um, a CTE, lack, yeah, dementia, so, yeah, so, all sorts so of la things. So a lack of um, protection yep. from when they played. Now, um don't want to go into that conversation as far as um, yeah, whether that's the right thing or not, but I just think that 
um, as a coach, you need to take yourself away, uh, you know, away from it. Yeah, because right. it's a it's a you know when you get concussed, it's serious. I mean, yeah. James Graham, I, I was listening to some of his work because he got into a bit of a stash with uh, Fitzsimons. Yeah, Fitzsimons, and was sort sort of calling him out, saying, "Oh, when you were playing, uh, you you were talking about you know I, I get a head knock, but so what? I've chose to play footy. I'm tough, and now he's actually an ambassador looking after the mental health of players, saying." You know, my, my, my opinion was clouded back in the day and now I realise the, the full effect of what had happened. So, I mean, it's a fine fine, fine line to balance in, you know, return to play, players wanting to play in football to, and to get into the contest and looking over the overarching principles of player, i.e. Board, Boyd Cordner, Jake Friend, so on and so on, who are yeah. quitting their careers a little bit earlier because of these head knocks. Yeah, one thing for sure, it's it's a less than ideal preparation for Mitch Moses going into the biggest game of the year um, for the Eels. All right, remember, after crunch time today at 3 p.m., we've got the coverage of the Roosters versus Rabbitohs live here from Allianz Stadium. You'll be joined by Joel Kane, Brett Kamali, Sean Timmons, and Tim Menna. This is NRL Crunch Time with thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91